Life Audio. We're breaking the bad today, baby. That's right. We're talking about our experience, uh, what Chitty and I went through, how we overcame things, how God used certain situations in our life. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Welcome back in the house, baby. Welcome to another episode of Life After Addiction. Yeah. We got so, that olive green hoodie, yeah, that new you saw, you saw the commercial last week, but now we're wearing them this week. Well, I'm wearing them this week. Man, it's so soft. Yes, it is. The link is in the subscri- description, but also I think the shop is connected now. Is it right? Dang, all we're of moving our moving up in the world, dude. Yeah. We're coming up, dude. Yeah. In all aspects. Yeah. So hats, hoodies, shirts, all you could just click down below here if you're watching this on YouTube. I'm excited, man. I'm excited about this episode. I am too. Can we tell them like just behind the scenes what Carlos and Jorian were kind of doing? We we were talking ideas and just different things like that and just different studio podcast stuff. And Adam thought it'd be a good idea for them to maybe come up with a thumbnail before doing a podcast. And so they came up with the most genius yeah. thumbnail that you're going to see well, for this Well, episode. as you saw to click in this episode. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, we're breaking the bad today, baby. That's right. We're talking about our experience, uh, what Chitty and I went through, how we overcame things, how God used certain situations in our life. Uh, so I'm excited to dive into that. But first, very thankful to our newest members. Uh, we had Greg C., Shout out, Greg. Shout out, Greg, baby. And uh, KLMP, longtime supporter. Uh, I don't know your name, um, but she has been a supporter from the get-go. I believe she's from California, uh, and she's just left very kind comments, encouraging comments. Since I, man, since we've been going, For a I long believe. time, yeah. I've been seeing her comment very sweet things. So we appreciate your support, Greg. Thank you very much as well. We appreciate you guys' support. Yeah, and I mean, what that means is they became members. They sowing a seed into this ministry, this Life After Addiction podcast, by hitting that join. And I don't know if it's on the phone or if it's, you have to be on a desktop or on like a TV. It's all new to us. But if you see a join button, uh, we also had someone, they, they did a super thanks. They left a comment, and you could do a donation inside of that. That was pretty cool. I didn't know that was an option. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm excited. Check out. It. We're not going to play the commercial in this episode, but we did play it last week when we responded to Dax, Dear Alcohol. If you haven't seen that episode, man, that was a good episode. Go see it. Uh, but these hoodies, man, I would get them quick. They're not gonna, we, they, as soon as they went live, yeah. they started going. And we don't have, like, tons of them in certain sizes so you better go get yours i've had a hundred people ask if they could have one i know I'm like man i just don't have a hundred to give away yeah. you well, know well that and man these go to the the proceeds of these are going to go to studio but they're also going to go to our scholarship fund yeah and so you know I, i've given some away but i feel bad because it's like all right whose scholarship you want me to pull you know what i mean yeah um but yeah uh, do that also please if you have not like and subscribe to this channel uh, it means a lot to us. It helps the algorithm when you hit those little buttons and clicks and whatnot. It gets this message out to someone that needs to hear it. And we have we have gotten really good feedback um, for a season. Even sometimes, maybe now, it feels like we're just talking to this nobody in this room. But the feedback that we get just drives us to keep going. Um, <laughs> there's some funny feedback that we we responded to, uh, but man, it really encourages us that that we're we're being obedient to what we feel God's called us to do. But also, it encourages us because 
um, your feedback. You're telling us that this is helping you get through stuff. You yeah. Know? And so praise God. Yeah. All it takes is one comment that, that we see that's just an, an encouragement to us or confirmation that reminds us that, like why we're doing what we do. And if it speaks to one individual yeah. during an episode, praise the Lord, because that's why we do it. We, we want to speak to anybody out there who desires to hear from the Lord or those who don't know the Lord, who desire something more in life and desire purpose. Our purpose is found in a personal relationship with Christ. So we appreciate your comments, your support, your likes, everything like that. Praise God. So here's what we're going to do. Breaking the bad. <laughs> I love that thumbnail, man. I love that thumbnail. But breaking the bad, why don't you start us off? Um, I don't know, any lesson that you can think of that, yeah. that God taught you, that you had to go through, that maybe burnt a little bit, that helped break the bad? Yeah. I'm going to start off with a verse from Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 12, verse 15, and it says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Um, and if I'm honest with myself and many people that we serve here who, who uh, go to, a, to an inpatient addiction recovery facility, it's like our way seems right in our own eyes. And yeah. it's very foolish of us to think so. You know, I talk about um, struggling to relinquish control. Mm. My life is rapidly spiraling out of control, but yet I will not let go. I'm going to cling to this, you know, made up control in my mind while my life is spiraling out of control. And it wasn't until I was able to humble myself. And I've talked about this many times, but humility is key to finding freedom in Christ. Yeah. You know, um, it says right there, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. So the first time I came through here for some of our listeners, uh, Adam and I work at a Christ-centered addiction recovery facility. We both went through the program. I went through it three times, actually, twice in 2017, once in 2018. Adam went through it uh, 10, 11 years ago himself. And so when I came here the first time, I had encountered God, Yeah, you know, and I found the Lord and I got saved and I got baptized. But there was still that hard headed part of me that like, man, I'm going to kind of hear what you're saying. But for the most part, I already know everything. Yeah. So like a man who knows everything can be taught nothing. Yeah. You know, and so like I would hear you out. Oh, oh yeah. OK, I could add that to my life, but I don't really need this, this and this. But you knew something was different. I knew something was vastly different yeah. within the men that were serving here. Yeah. And I wanted what they had, but there was still a lot of humility that, that needed to, you know, um, be added to my life. And so uh, I came in and I was somewhat of a sponge, I would say. I was soaking in the things of God and I was yeah. praying and I was reading the word. But there was still a part of me that I had convinced myself I wasn't ready to fully relinquish control. Like I said, there was still a part of me that thought I could smoke weed on occasion still. I could yeah. still drink on occasion. If I went on a date with a woman and she had a glass of wine, I'm not a punk. I could I could have a beer. Sure. Just these foolish things I would tell myself, sure. you know. And so it was still being right in my own eyes. Okay, I hear what y'all are saying. I hear you're telling me I need to fully relinquish control. I hear you're telling me I need to die to self, pick up my cross and follow the Lord. But, man, I kind of I can do it my way still. There's still yeah. some ways that I can do it, some short shortcuts I can take, uh, so to speak. And uh, there's still ways in which I can still kind of have some of the world and some of my personal desires, but then still walk with the Lord. Yeah. And boy, was I wrong. Yeah. And, and he mentioned smoking weed. And that's a controversial topic. But if you haven't, man, subscribe, hit the bell, because next week we're going to be talking about that issue. And then what's the what's it going to be called again? clearing the smoke about some myths about weed so hit that notification bell so you make sure you see that next week hi everyone if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault listen up we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free 
Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I mean, for me, man, well, let me stick with you if that's okay, because I got to see your journey with a sound mind, you yeah. know? And I definitely think when you first came through, you were like a sponge. I just don't know that you were ready to process it, willing to process it, or if you knew how to process what God was doing, how he yeah. was beckoning you. <laughs> the, I think the first time we met, man, or whatever, I was teaching a class, uh, and I've told this story on here before, yeah. and I've told it to you many times, but it's just, I'll never forget it. It's just so funny. And I mean, when we come on campus... I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's, you feel the presence of the Lord. Uh, and then in the program, you know, we really discourage uh, foul language. We know that guy's coming in and it's a hard thing to stop, but, you know, we'll really correct it. Hey, man, you know, try to work on, you know, changing your language because what comes from the mouth is from the heart, right? And so I don't know what day it was or how, many, how long you had been there, but I teach a class. And I think it was on the first break. We go from nine, take a break at 10, and then we teach till 11. Our eleven thirty now, and I just got done with the first class, and I mean, you were just so since you're like, bro, you came up to me like, bro, man, that was effing awesome, you know, <laughs> but he didn't say effing. I was just like, whoa, and I mean, it was just a part of who you were. But I could tell in that moment that like God was using that, God was drawing you to Himself through everything going on around you, through the music, through the the the, the classes, through His Word. But, man, I don't know that you are ready to fully, like you said, let it go uh, or, or dive in yeah. and release control. Mm-hmm. Um, man, one thing just big, and I, I guess I'm just going to kind of hit some some high memory points in this. One thing that was really big for the full healing, for breaking the bad completely for me, was forgiveness. Mm. And, man, it was really easy. And I think if you've struggled with addiction, you probably can relate to this. But it was somewhat easy for me to forgive others. Um, some not so much, uh, but when, I mean, I'm talking about like, I was really in that moment. I was like, I was healing and I was, God was stirring my affection for him. And then I saw the value and really could understand how to forgive others. Um, but who I couldn't forgive was me. Yeah. Like I just, I was very punitive and I believe we talked about this in a recent episode, but I just couldn't forgive me. And I remember reading God's word, uh, one day, I think I was in the classroom alone, just reading his word. Um, which, you know, we, as part of the four pillars, we think you should do that every day. Um, but I was reading his word and I felt God communicating to me, not audibly, not anything like that, but just in his word, um, you know, cause not forgiving yourself sucks the joy out of you. Yeah. You know, you'd have an amazing moment in worship, uh, or in his word, or have a great fellowship time. Uh, and then all of a sudden those arrows get shot. Pff, you're a thief. You're an addict. You're, you're a liar. You're a manipulator. And it's just all of the joy of worship, all of the joy of the fellowship, all of the closeness to God is sucked out. And, man, it's just this dirty feeling inside of me. And so I remember that day. I'm sitting there reading God's Word. 
and God communicating me, and he goes, Adam, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He goes, Adam, you know I love you, right? Yeah, of course, God, right? This is in my head, in my heart, I should say. But yeah, of course, God, I know that you love me. You know that I sent my son, my only son, to die for you, to pay for your sins and that you're forgiven. Yes, God, of course, of course. Adam, why then are you not forgiving yourself? Are you then, are you yet again putting yourself above me and making you a lowercase g God? And that was a problem, man. I had served myself for so long. I was never thinking or, or saying, but I was a God. I did what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I served Adam. And, man, when God hit me with that, you're now, by not forgiving yourself, you're now saying you're more important than I am because I've forgiven you and I've paid for that sin. And, man, that hit different. Mm. And it didn't happen immediately. I was like, I'm forgiven. But, I mean, seeing that perspective differently, I forced myself to begin the process of, hey, I'm going to rebuke that feeling, man. I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed. I'm a bloodstained child of the kingdom. God's forgiven me. I've got to practice forgiving myself. And that made a difference, man. Yeah. Like a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Um, I remember you telling me that as well because forgiveness of others, I feel like, comes a lot easier for most people. Yeah. You know, forgiveness of self is a lot more difficult. And uh, I remember you, you telling me that story and something that stuck out to me that I used in the future to coach guys with is, like, when you're struggling to forgive yourself, man, say out loud, Jesus, your sacrifice is not sufficient for my sins. Whew. And it's like it hits different it's when you dirty. say that out loud. I'm not saying that is the, the healing part of everything yeah. and that's going to magically work, but it just hits different because internally that's what you're saying is yeah. my sin is greater than the Lord's sacrifice. Yeah. The cross and wasn't enough for me. Right, say that out loud. feel Whew. that way. But, like, that's essentially what you're saying when you're struggling to forgive self. Yeah. Um, and so that really helped me along my journey. But, yeah, I think something for me um, was learning how to process my emotions in a healthy manner. That helped yeah. me breaking the bad. It's like, man, we come in so emotionally immature. Yeah. Like, it, it's ridiculous. You know, we don't know how to process emotions in a healthy manner. And walking through those storms, that depression, that anxiety, that fear, that doubt, that condemnation, the just everything that comes with years and years of living a certain type of way and hurting your loved ones and doing things you never thought you'd do and saying things you never thought you would say, uh, just learning how to process my emotions in a healthy manner because we're so accustomed to making permanent decisions based off temporary emotions in life. And then I get to this season of, dang, I'm back in this rut and my life looks the same. How did I get here? Well, it's very simple. You're making permanent decisions based off these temporary Temporary emotions. emotions. And so something that was really big to me that helped me was filtering my thoughts and emotions through the word of God. That's good. Okay. This is what my mind is saying. These are what my thoughts are saying. These are what my emotions are saying, but also the Bible tells me that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. So therefore I don't need to follow my emotions in my heart. What is God's word saying about my situation? Yeah. I want to pause you cause I want you to keep going. But the reason that he does that, the reason that I do that, the reason that anyone who claims to be a Christ one or a Christian that you should filter all of your emotions, all of your decisions through the Word of God because this is the absolute standard of, standard of truth. Every, there's not my truth, his truth. There's, there's God's truth, and that is, that is the absolute standard of our truth. So you should filter everything through his Word. Yeah, and so I, I was able to do that um, 
some in my first time, some in my second time through, and then fully that third time through, like, you know, even the thoughts that come up that, man, I've been here a few weeks. I know what to do now, man. I'm ready to go out and live my life and do it. Yeah. It's like, man, I could prayerfully filter these things. Okay. I could maybe do that. Yeah. But what's more important is what is God calling me to do in this moment? Yeah. Not what my emotions and my thoughts are thinking about or feeling. And so when I would filter these things through the word, when I would pray through these things, when I would seek counsel in a multitude, everyone reminded me that, hey, man, God is doing something in you here. Yeah. Like, just stay put for a while until you know that God is calling you to the next season. Just be still. Hmm. You don't need to concoct this plan and this, you know, this these uh things that you think you should be doing right now and you've missed out on so much life because several years of your, your past have been in addiction. It's like, man, be still. Yeah. Like, be still in this moment. And so whenever I was able to do that and I was able to stop making these decisions based off my emotions or based off my thoughts and I could just be still and walk with God and know that, hey, if you're leading me here and you want me to stay, you're going to make that path clear yeah. and vice versa. If you're calling me out of here to the next thing, you're going to make it abundantly clear. But I need to seek counsel through the men of God he's mm-hmm. placed in my life. I need to be in prayer and I need to be in his word in order to make a decision like that. Instead yeah. of just I have this thought, I have this feeling. Now I got to act. Yeah. And I mean, one, I guess I'll speak to if you're early on in the process, uh, I want to share an experience that I had in the process of breaking the bad. Um, early on, man, like when you, if if you've been in addiction, chemical addiction, uh, for a period of time, uh, you've been numbing all of those emotions that he's been talking about. Um, man, you didn't, I never felt anything, right? I mean, I could process what happy and sad was, but I was numbing all of my emotions to the point, man. I couldn't do anything without the drug. I couldn't have a phone call, couldn't go to a lunch, couldn't have a meeting. Couldn't get out of bed. Didn't want to have, couldn't get out of bed, didn't want to have a conversation without the dope. And, man, I remember early on stopping the chemical. Uh, and so I hope you're, if you're listening to this and this is you and you're in the early stages, man, I felt like I was cuckoo bird crazy because when I had stopped, a period of time had gone by, all of a sudden, man, I was feeling all the emotions, all of them, man. And it made me feel crazy. I'd be crying for no reason. I'd be, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You remember it. And so if you're feeling that now, I want you to know that is normal. Like, you're, that's how you're supposed to feel. You've been numbing those things for so long. And I'll also tell you this. The only hope I can give you inside of that, this is what I, I remember telling myself or maybe just feeling at least I'm still human. At least I can still feel. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure, man. I had numb things for so long. Uh, I didn't know how to be a human anymore, man. Yeah. And so when I started feeling again and having these emotions, that they were real. Uh, I just told myself, okay, I, this is going to get better. At least I didn't break that. At least I didn't break something. I could still have these emotions. I could still... I'm still a human, you know, because I became a cold-hearted dude, man. Yeah. I didn't give a rip about anybody but me. And it was a part of who I was as a human. And then all of a sudden, I have these emotions again, and at least, at least I still had human emotions, and it was going to get better, mm. and it was going to calm down, and it does. So if you're in that moment, that's, that's normal. Know that it gets better, and know at least you didn't break that. You're still human, <laughs> you know. That's a good word. It's something I tell all those guys when they come in, distraught, you know, emotionally. It's like, my brother, this is how you are supposed to feel. Yeah. 
This is what years and years and years of suppressing your emotions, making terrible decisions and living in debauchery feels like once it all hits you at once and the drugs wear off, the alcohol wears off. So this is praise God. This is how you're supposed to feel. Now you have to learn how to filter these thoughts and emotions through his word, through prayer, through counsel, and man, walk in the ways of the Lord. It's not easy. If it was easy finding freedom in Christ, everybody do it. Walking with the Lord is difficult a lot of times. Doing the right thing is difficult a lot of times. Not acting out of flesh is difficult a lot of times. But the more you practice it, the more it becomes natural. Um, I would say the the last thing for me would be uh, learning how to walk in, in, in vulnerability and transparency. Yeah. Um, that was huge for me. That was key. Like being a man of transparency and vulnerability and just sharing my heart. I think as men in society in general, it's something that we struggle with. You know, you got to walk chin up, chest out and to share your emotions is weak. Yeah. You know, And so uh, I wasn't accustomed to doing that, let alone with a group of men. Right. Maybe like one of my best friends one on one, I could do it sometimes, Kinda. but like consistently doing that and living yeah. in that place of That's vulnerability good. and taking the mask off. And I'm not projecting this persona of who I want you to think Ryan is, but it's just like, hey, man, this is me. These are the things I've done. These are the things I've said. These are the people I've hurt. And, and it's like, man, facing that head on. And knowing that, man, God still loves me. Yeah. Because there was three things that I said in a couple episodes ago that I knew whenever I got saved that day. God loves me. I was forgiven. And that freedom in Christ is possible. And so from that day forward, I had some mess ups. Like I said, I came back to S2L a couple times. But I knew those three things for certain, regardless of what happened afterwards, regardless of falling on my face. I knew I was loved by God. I knew I was forgiven. And I knew undoubtedly, man, that freedom is possible. But I had to be a man of honesty. I had to be a man of integrity. I had to be a man of vulnerability and sharing things that were on my heart. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the everything in between. You know, if you have a resentment against a brother, addressing that. If you're letting this fester up, addressing that. If you told a lie i know you tell stories about like you know telling guys in the program you test drove a ferrari or something yeah it wasn't even true but it's like addressing that is hard to do right when you say that it's like hey man i don't know why i'm i'm saying this yeah like you know i remember coming up i don't remember specific stories but i remember like drug stories we would tell you know when you're down in the basement when you first get there and you're immature yeah yeah, all this dumb stuff, and you're making half of it up. And yeah. it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. And it's because I hated myself forever that I figured, how could you love me if you knew who I was and you knew the things I said and you knew the things I've done? If I told you that, you'd hate me. And therefore, I've got to project this persona of who I think you would like. And so, man, I'm going to project that. And it's like, man, that's for the birds. Like, yeah. the Lord loves me. <laughs> the Lord loves me. even despite the things that I had done because of the sacrifice of Christ. And so just knowing that, man, being a man of integrity, honesty, vulnerability, and walking in that transparency, man, it's key for finding freedom. It's key for healing your relationships, restoring communication with your loved ones. Like you have to get to a place where you address everything that has happened and begin to walk in honesty. Yeah, man. My last point is very similar, almost identical. But the scripture that was most crucial to me, early on in the breaking the bad. And, and I want you to maybe write it down. I'm going to say it, but like really look at it and, and ask yourself, if this is true, then what? It's 2 Corinthians 5.17. I mean, it's on a poster in my garage, my fishing stuff's right above it. It's like prize verse early on and still to this day. 
it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. I'm not going to dive into that, but I want you to think about that, man. Like, what if this is true? What if, if I'm in Christ, I'm a new creation? The old's gone, dead, and the new's here. And the thing that, that I remember with, very similar to your point, man, but I was a liar. I was a liar. Yeah. I mean, I would lie when it was easier to tell the truth. I don't know why. I, mean, I guess because, oh, the web we weave when first we learn to deceive. Um, I was just so used to saying, telling lies. Um, it, was a, it became a part of who I was in the old man. Um, and so, like you said, you brought up about that. I would just, I would just be in conversation and, and lie about something because I, I thought maybe they'd want to hear that, like about driving the Ferrari or whatever. And so that was big in breaking the bad was correcting myself. Like Chitty said, it's not easy. But, man, if I wanted to stop lying, then I had to do something about it when I lied. I had to respond. And, I mean, my response was going back up to the group of guys that I just said something that wasn't true to as a grown man. And just like, hey, guys, I don't know why I said that. Um, I think it's probably because I wanted your approval or something. But, man, that wasn't true. I, I'm sorry. And then walk away. I tell you what, you're not going to do that very many times. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? That don't difficult. feel good. That makes yeah. you feel stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you start to guard your tongue a little bit more or correct it. Oh, no, I mean, I'm sorry. Correcting that. And so what was coming out of my mouth, I stopped lying. Um, but, man, that also has to do with, like you said, I stopped giving a rip of what, about what people thought, about what man thought. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard process because I mean, even to this day, I mean, yeah, I want people to like me and, mm-hmm. and I, I probably care a little too much at times about what people think, but it was consuming about right. what people thought. And when I found out that new creation, when I found out about what God says about me, that he sees me as a saint and as an adopted son, that I was made in his image. Um, and what Jesus did for me, even for seeing my darkness, my evil and what all that, man, when you think about all of that and, Man, I stopped caring about what man thought, and I wanted to know and care more about what God thought. Uh, that was a big moment in breaking the bad too. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's key to to receive constructive criticism um, in that season of brokenness, man. I, I've said it before, but if God has parted the Red Sea for the men in addiction and they have walked through it and they've walked in freedom for a certain amount of time, they have a vantage point that you don't have. Yeah, They, they can see things with clarity. They know things that you don't know. They've experienced things in Christ that you haven't experienced yet, and that's okay. My last verse, though, is the same thing. It's going to reiterate, you know, walking in humility. Proverbs nineteen twenty. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Once again, a man who thinks he knows everything can be taught nothing. And I once yeah. walked like that for many years of my life, and I was a fool. I was a fool for walking in that manner. And it wasn't until I was able to die to self, truly humble myself and receive the constructive criticism and the advice and the instruction and the counsel around me. Not just not just uh, hear it with my ears, but man, receive it in my heart and walk in those ways that anything really started to change, that I saw any sort of sustained uh, change in my behavior. And so for someone out there who is struggling, 
humble yourself and receive correction, receive instruction, receive advice and counsel from those around you who love you and who want the best for you. The enemy's convinced you that those people who love you and are holding you accountable are the enemy. That's a lie. That's a foolish way to see that. But I get it. I've been that man before. Yep. But understand, that's what love is. Love is accountability. Love is calling you higher. Love is not just co-signing on your ridiculous behavior and enabling you. That's not love at all. Yeah, and filter everything through the absolute standard standard of truth. Everything. If God said it, so be it. Um, yeah, man, that's it for me. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Breaking the bad, baby. Breaking the we bad. We look good in that, that yeah. uh, thumbnail. Yeah. And but then, yeah. for the record, we've never cooked meth or no. I don't know if you've done meth. I haven't. I don't know if you have. I, but, I have, but that's, uh, that's, that's neither here nor yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but either way, we, we're not condoning cooking it. It was just a cool thought by our producers. Yes. Awesome thumbnail. But, uh, yes, please like, comment, subscribe, share these things. Um, man, there's millions of people in our country and throughout the world who struggle with addiction and need yeah. to know that there is a way out. So you guys. A different you, way out. Yes. Not like the world tells you. When you comment, when you like, when you share, when you subscribe, when you do these things, it helps. Man, there is, there's people out there who need to hear that there's freedom yes. from addiction, from the chains and bondages of sin through a personal relationship with Christ. So you're able to be a part of that whenever you help us get our message out. So please, would you do that? Join our team. Um, even if you don't like Adam and I, man, like helping people. Yeah. If you want to be a part of helping people, all you got to do is like, comment, subscribe, and it really helps the algorithm. That's it. And that's life after addiction. You better believe it, baby. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit S2LRecovery.org. That's S, the number two, LRecovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.